Do you feel ill-equipped in working with youth? If so, this The Jewel Show podcast is just for you. Guests Mike Ricks and Daniel Neesmith, two guys who've worked in student ministry for years, have some insights on how to better understand today's teens and how events like The Mix, an interdenominational gathering of over 35 church youth groups in Athens, Georgia, play a huge role in connecting young people to Jesus. Take a listen. All right, now, before we get started, Mike, I need you to bring out those glasses you came in the front door with. <laughs> Mike, let me, let me just say, Daniel and I were trying to, you know, keep a straight face talking to Mike with not just pink glasses, hot Jules, pink. these yeah. are cool. Look how woke I am. I have these hot woke. pink glasses. <laughs> yeah. You are so woke. Just I using am. that word <laughs> I know. instantly. Can you can you do the rest of this interview with those glasses, please? I cannot. But and but, but no wait, no wait. Before we started recording, he's had a theory on why he picked out hot pink glasses. Jules, nobody steals my hot pink glasses. And I can lose I can buy thirty pairs of dollar store glasses, and I promise you the last pair I will lose will be the pink ones. I've bought mm. I've bought four pair of pink mm. glasses, and I still have three of them. One of them broke. Can I do one more follow up question, and then we'll get to the meat of this interview about the glasses? About those glasses, did you pick out the pink glasses this morning because you thought Daniel and I would steal your glasses? I couldn't find my glasses this morning, and these were in the car. And then I found my obviously found my other glasses, and I forgot to take the pink ones off my head, and you saw them. Thus, I am being tortured. Because when you said people steal my glasses, you you looked in our direction of Daniel and me, and that that stung a little bit. Daniel steals. He'll steal glasses. (laughs) I don't think that's my prescription. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was an old man joke. I think it was, too. (laughs) I get those. I get those. Mike has feelings, okay, Daniel? And he he bleeds just like us. That's right. And you cut him to the the court. I bleed red and black. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Um. Or we are in Athens. Okay, I'm trying to find some way to bridge that discussion of pink glasses to why y'all actually came here, and, I, and I'm failing miserably. So let's just go right into so it. So, Daniel, why are we here today, buddy? <laughs> good good transition. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Because <laughs> Mike called you and said, come That's right. get in my car. <laughs> okay, that was that you tried on that transition. I'm going to try a little bit better. Okay. okay, the mix. What is it? Where is it? And who is it? Yeah, the mix is um, is a community of youth pastors that, or the leadership team is a community of youth pastors that have come together and uh, put on an evangelistic event to provide an opportunity for students to hear the gospel and respond to it, and also just provide opportunities for students to be in host homes and uh, provide small group opportunities. And so we've seen every year uh, students come to know uh, Jesus as Lord, and so we get to celebrate that together. And this is a community event in Athens for one weekend. Exactly. Coming up, actually, in oh, a yeah. couple of real weekends. Close. Yeah, real close. So how much planning goes into it? When do you start planning for the next year? Um, right That's after smart. it's over. Like, like right now? <laughs> yes. or is this the podcast will be the planning for 2021? Yeah, so we, we started talking about it uh, just briefly uh, in our last meeting a couple of weeks ago. Just, hey, we need wow. to go ahead and start thinking about uh, <laughs> future speakers. No, just with... Uh, especially with just the caliber of speaker that you're looking for in an event like that, you have to plan out way in advance. So how many um, students are going to be coming? There's right now, currently we have um, around uh, 2250 uh, registered. And so uh, there'll be over 2000 uh, kids there. What what are the ages? So that's middle school and high school. Okay. And then obviously there'll be leaders or various ages as well. Right. So, 
So Wait. mostly college leaders. Oh, oh, wow. But it will go through. I mean, there'll probably be some leader there who's at least in his 50s like me, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's okay. Hmm. Maybe with some, with some pink glasses. Too. <laughs> with some pink I'm never wearing those glasses in here. <laughs> I might need those. That might be my decorations now in the, in the studio. Thank you. Yeah, or maybe I'll use them. Oh, so back to the mix, Jules. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. When somebody comes in with bright, hot pink, glow in the dark glasses, I made a mistake. <laughs> you know they're they're going to get better and better throughout this interview. You know, glow in the dark. They're going to be like lights on it and stereos. Mm-hmm. It's going to be warm. There's like, there's like kittens and unicorns on them, on them as well, guys. 2250 at the mix this year. <laughs> 2250. All right, whose idea was this? Like, how did this start? Okay. So, it was, what, 11 I'm years jump, ago? I'm going to jump in here. So, 11 years ago, we were doing a area disciple now. There's four churches out in Oconee County that were getting together and hanging out and doing that kind of stuff. Uh, Mars Hill, First Baptist, Antioch Christian Church. And Briarwood Baptist Church, we decided we wanted to blow it up and go big. And so the next year, I think it was 2009, about, I think it were six people, six churches originally in that mix, even though we didn't call it the mix. And then in 2010, Charles Feakin, who's over at Athens Church, he had the name The Mix in mind, and uh, we started calling it The Mix. And so now here we are. Here we are. So how many churches would you say now are involved? Right now, we have 36 churches uh, that are that are registered, that are coming. But uh, on the leadership team, we've got um, seven uh, different churches that are represented on the leadership team. And then on our board, uh, which is a pretty recent thing, we've got six different guys. And how you do um, inform the leadership is unique because you cycle people on and off to make sure there's a what, good representation. Correct. Correct. Yes. And, and obviously there's a, a skill set that, you know, we're, we look for and different people that are on the leadership team because we are having to make the event happen. And so um, there are different people that are gifted at certain areas and, and we want to make sure that they are speaking into those areas. Right. Right. Is it is it a hard sell to get people to do this? Come to the mix to be a part of it. Oh, or no. even originally, like when you started talking about this. Well, you, you know, youth pastors like all of us are kind of a wait and see type you know, group. There's a bunch of people who want to get on the front end and, hey, let's make this happen. Um, but, you know, we went from six churches to 16 really quick. There was a group out in Oglethorpe County that was meeting and doing an area disciple now. And they joined us, I think, the, the next year in 2011 or 12. And I mean, it grew really quickly. So. Once people started seeing the T-shirts and seeing the excellence that was happening, they just want to be a part. Yeah. We actually have a, a church that's coming from Augusta uh, this wow. year. <laughs> yeah. They just they said, we haven't experienced an event like this before, that's and cool. it's unique. And So it's starting to grow, and the word's getting out. And, has, and you're welcoming, yeah. right? It's not just an Yeah, absolutely. I, like, just for example, last year, I invited a youth pastor just, just to come. Hey, just want you to, here's a free pass just to come in and check us out. Like, mm-hmm. just come watch, come observe, and let us know, like, what you think. Give us some feedback, and think about your students coming. This event is one weekend out of the year, but how do you have you seen it ripple effects in the community by having churches work together across denominations? I think one of the biggest things has been uh, Steve Smith with Athens Prayer Network. He's done a really great job of connecting uh, area youth pastors and gathering together once a month to pray together. And so that has been really unique in that 
we see each other more than just at the mix. And uh, we're gathering together to pray over one another and pray over our students mm. that are in our schools, in our ministries. And so that's been unique in that we are seeing each other more and we're united in that. And Daniel, when a group of youth pastors come together in one room in prayer, is there a common theme? Yeah, I mean, uh, Steve uh, leads very well in that. I think we we do. Uh, it's very personal in that, hey, what is something we could pray for for your family? And what's something going on in your ministry? But with us being youth pastors, we obviously are dealing with some of the same issues uh, with students and seeing some of the same trends, which is why even we choose a certain theme for the mix. Uh, and so that's something that the leadership team decides on every year. Hey, what's a theme that we could just help just encompass this weekend uh, and just center it around? Hmm. What's the theme this year? Belong. And so just dealing with this uh, increased anxiety uh, with students, we see that obviously being very prevalent with our middle school and high school students and even college students, just this feeling of how you belong to God and uh, the comfort that that brings and the peace that that brings is uh, we hope that, you know, that provides an answer for um, our students and their anxiety. And I know um, as a mom to a fifth grader who's soon to be in middle school, which is shocking, uh, I hear so much about anxiety, but what what as a mom, as a parent, can we be doing to lessen that? I mean, is it is there something that y'all are seeing that's like, okay, in grammar school and elementary, those seeds are being planted? Well, I just think the desire to succeed is pushing a lot of this anxiety. You know, everybody, I mean, you don't do sports to be, to have fun anymore. You do sports to get a scholarship or you do sports to, to be the best. And, and I think that just that aspect of, I want to be the best. And then the social media adds the pressure of, I've got to get more likes. I've got to be approved. So there's that constant recognition drive. Do, do you feel like it starts with the parents? It could, but I think, I honestly believe, and I hate to be that guy, but I really think it's tuned in or connected to our devices. I mean, I think that drives a lot of it. Certainly. I, mean, I think parents can play a huge part into it, especially just being in an area like Oconee County where you've got uh, education is just really excelling and even just and we're in the shadows of UGA. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Where people really did get scholarships yeah, for so hitting a ball, you know. Right. Like. And we live we live in a culture right now or in an area where a student will say, Hey, UGA is my second choice because of just the pressure of feeling, mm. what if I don't get in? Mm. And so they make it their second choice, but really it's honestly their first choice yeah. wanting to go there. But just the fear of not getting in. Yeah. And so yeah, it's it's incredible. The tone of you made a 92. Oh, you left eight points on the board. How come you didn't make a hundred? You know, I mean, that kind of pressure develops a lot at home, I do believe, but um, there's so, probably a lot of factors. And I, and I do, as a, as a parent and younger kids, how quickly um, something that God wanted for good, and that's children, and it's a blessing from God, how quickly that can become your idol. Oh, yeah. In a, in a half a second. And so then you're the parent unhinged on the mm -hmm. basketball court because the ump didn't call the, the, you right. know, the play right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I have a four year old at home and I have just, I have scaled back and not wanted to sign him up for sports. And I grew up playing so many different mm -hmm. sports. Uh, mm -hmm. that was what my life revolved around, but I have wanted to guard our time so much as a family that I've hesitated even in just signing him up for 
for soccer, for T-ball. But yeah, once you open that gate, buddy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Cra- it, it's crazy. Yeah. But I just, I think that. And it, and it reveals your heart so yeah. oftentimes. I heard yeah. one of our teenagers say, he's like, you know what? I just, I can't be a kid. Like, I just want to be a kid. And I think that that is a huge thing that we have, that we've seen is that, man, kids are just aren't able to be kids. They're pushed so much in responsibility in school and in sports, but maybe not in other areas. Right. So that whole theme for this year, belonging. And, and so when you say there is a theme, how is that going to be carried out throughout the whole weekend of, of there is a place you belong and you don't have to perform? What's unique in this year is that we've never had um, three speakers uh, speak at the mix. And so we have three main sessions at the Classic Center. And so we have three different guys that are speaking uh, on this weekend and they know the theme. They've actually uh, been on a conference call together to kind of work these things out. But it's amazing to see how the Lord has just worked this out and and just kind of paved the way for this uh, to happen. So they're united in that and working through this major theme. And uh, so those will come out in their talks and obviously in our small group discussions that happens outside of the Classic Center. You know, I just think someone's probably listening, maybe not in the Athens area, and they say, how do you pull this off? How do you go, do you just find another youth pastor and say, hey, this sounds like a great idea. That's how I mean, how do, they, how do they do this? Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly how it starts. A couple of friends get together and say, we're going to do a, an event together. And they do it one time, and they kind of learn the ropes, and then they invite other people to join them. And uh, they divide the responsibilities and and kind of share the the cost and the wealth and push forward but they got to kind of lay down their own agendas in doing Mm -hmm. that you know what i mean yeah the pride yeah yeah there definitely has to be some humility involved in that and just with you have so many different denominations represented coming under uh one mission and that's as long as you're you're continuing to just stay on track with the mission and focus on man we are we are wanting to see these students' lives change forever, and we want to see a growing relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so to that end, to, to reach those goals, we're willing to lay down some things that n- are not um, not priority to see that happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like maybe I prefer one style of music over another. Well, we're going to lay that down and do what the, what the kids want to do. Or maybe I think every sermon should be full of Scripture, you know, as sermons should be. Well, maybe I might do something that's a little more entertaining in a service. That that may be a lesser of a illustration, but you see, we're we're letting down some of our non-priority ideas to, to come together for the greater good. But that is what's unique, though, in having different guys in the room on a leadership team because you have strong convictions with one person on this certain area and strong convictions with one person on this certain oh, area. Yeah. And so. Uh, you know, f- you know, for me, example, just uh, I really love just Bible preaching. Me too. And and, mm-hmm. and so that's something that um, has been important to me. And that's something that, you know, maybe for some person, it's not as important uh, on a weekly gathering for them in their youth ministry. And so but they're able to help in this area. And this is something that they're really excelling in just the idea of hosting or games uh, or the production side of things. And so that's uh, that's been amazing to see everybody come together and work mm-hmm. for that common purpose. Unity. Isn't that good? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. I don't want to want y'all think about this um, question. What has God taught you and how has God stretched you by working with other churches and other denominations with other thoughts? On the latest edition of the Finding Joy podcast, we take a road trip to Warner Robins. We spent some time with Juwan DeVivo, guitarist from Casting Crowns. And more recently, budding stand-up comedian. There's a place called The Laughing Skull in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I did five minutes there. Four minutes, actually, four minutes. Because the light goes off and it means you got a minute left, and I just went, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Check out the latest episode of the Finding Joy podcast. You'll find it under the on-air tab at thejoyfm.com. Or anywhere you subscribe to find podcasts. So just like in anything in life, God calls us to do something. And it ultimately is always about our growth and our relationship with him. And he might um, be putting service on your heart or maybe doing something just like this. But I always find when I look down the road, wow, it had nothing to do about X. It had everything to do about stretching and growing me um, in my faith in the Lord. So how would you say the mix, God has used that in y'all's lives? Well, I think one of the big re- one of the big ways early on was just the uh, communication and working together, and the extra effort that it took to uh, get consensus on ideas, and that was a big learning curve for me. You know, something you do by yourself, you can do pretty quickly, but when you're involving a group, then it just takes extra effort and communication and organization. So I think organizing and being more in tune to what others wanted out of an event and staying true to a certain theme, that was probably the big early learn for me. I think just seeing what God does at the end of the event is the big one. And, you know, we, and and planning and you may get, uh, there may be some things that are frustrating or there may be things that you have to work through as a team, but seeing God work at the end of the event and see students put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone that is huge that's that's it and and so for us it's like wow like if i can see that result and i can see god do that man it's worth being a part of this it's worth the extra effort it's worth laying down some denominational lines and obviously still holding true to some values but seeing students lives change forever for the gospel and that's 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 a huge win that's a win yeah yeah and do you all hear the stories at the end of the weekend yeah, you know, something that we want to do better of is just trying to record some of those stories because it is it does happen in individual um, youth groups. And uh, something we did this year is just to have a meeting and uh, as a perspective meeting, if you're interested in the mix, and talk about some of those stories and have a couple of youth pastors share about those stories because all of them have different stories of students coming to faith or students being um, plugged in uh, to a small group. And so... Those stories, when you get a, uh, just a personal name uh, on those stories, it is, man, again, it just reemphasizes, oh, yeah. man, this is why we're doing this. I can remember one of the things we did early on. We had a, um, a mixed street team, and this team of students would take flyers and stickers and candy and cookies into their school and pass it out, okay? And uh, so it might be a cookie that had a mixed emblem on it. Not an emblem, but an edible. Lo- you, logo? You, logo, yeah. That would be the word you're looking for. Logo. Thank you, Jules. Mm-hmm. This is why you're the professional. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so I can remember this girl taking those things and passing out those cookies and passing out the T-shirts at her school and how she, you know, that was kind of like a platform for her to begin doing ministry and beginning to serve her 
appears. And now how that has grown in her and how she's doing that today in her life. That's just pretty exciting to see that, you know. And, st- and students, too, like just with this event, sometimes it is hard for students. Like we're trying to teach our students to share the gospel with their with their peers. Well, sometimes for a first uh, for a new believer, that is difficult. And so uh, one thing that is cool is to be able to invite them to an, an event like this and start to introduce them to a uh, relationship with Jesus or what it's like to be with a, a local church. Mm-hmm. is unique and that's something that is unique is that you've got so many different local churches and that is the goal we want students to be plugged in to a local church and so that they can grow in that relationship with Jesus Christ well and then I just imagine if you got over 2,000 kids your age going to this one event this weekend if you don't go you're going to be out it's yeah. crazy isn't it yeah a teacher like at, the peer pressure about I, I know, going. A, a yeah. teacher at a school at a local school recently told me he said the mix is kind of changing the culture of our of our community i mean this is a the teachers know this is the mix weekend and it is just it's a part of our culture it's part of what we do as a community we know that the kids are attending the mix on yeah, that the, weekend the last weekend of february yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you know and, and also it's a uh, dream big you, you know what I mean oh, yeah. you, you could feel like God's calling you to do this and you might be like okay I'll do a Bible study mm-hmm. but the people who started this 11 years ago didn't have boundaries on where the dream oh, no. was going to stop Mm-mm. and you know the kind of the I, I don't know if you know this or not but church is weird okay and there I said it it's out in the open but um, you know you <laughs> you're think, a preacher you, you can see it you think about that though if you did not go to church at all period and you walked in and in, in our case, you sat out on a pew um, or you walked in and you're just kind of huddling around and you're listening to this one person speak up front. That's real intimidating if you've never been there before. Right. But the mix is the purpose is to tear down all those walls and it just to be a fun and encouraging time. And in that moment there, we share the gospel. In that moment, we talk about Jesus. In that moment, we talk about principles that will encourage kids and help them with their whole life. And it's just a way to... Uh, tear down some of the walls that might keep kids out. And the fact that there's 2,250 of your friends there, I mean, that's huge, huge. Well, and I love that you said that a teacher noticed that this is changing the culture, and it's starting with the youth. Mm -hmm. And and, and he said, you know, there's just a peer pressure. When when there's people wearing these T-shirts and people doing these things, other kids want to get involved. So it's good. So when you you – debrief and you come back what are the parents what are their responses i'm tired i'm sure right because they've <laughs> That's been one chaperoning and, and parents, more coffee next year please parents are not always involved in the planning and they're not always involved in they don't hear all the the details and and maybe they don't share in all the information that a daniel or some other people would and so they may be turned off by the music or they may be turned off by something the speaker said a, a non-priority, you know, that, that they still have the objective that, hey, it has to be this way. So we hear, we, we do hear that feedback, but for the most part, parents are just, just in love with the mix. They just really enjoy their students being a part of it. Yeah. And just to be able to see some life change happen with their own, or their own personal uh, student, I think just for a parent, just to come out of the weekend asking good questions. There you go. And, um, and even just to be able to see like, Hey, what is the small group curriculum that our students are going through? 
and let me follow up on some of those questions. You're able to just see, man, what was my student learning? And you'd be able to continue in that. And I think that's where the youth pastor's role comes in is just being able to continue that process of talking about what uh, what they learned. And let's just continue to be able to see this growth from, from then on out. A cool thing that we did in the past where we were able to live stream the event, we're not able to do that at the Classic Center um, just, uh, just for cost uh, purposes, but we are able to record those talks. And I know some, many parents after the weekend are like, wow, like I really enjoyed being able to listen to the talk. My kid talked about this so much and they enjoyed this about it. And for me to be able to experience that was really cool. But also for a parent like, hey, sign up and and be a volunteer with your church and and to come Mm -hmm. and be a part of it. Well, and, um, you know, we're talking about an event that's happening on our corner of the state. But this is not unique to Athens. No matter where you live, if God's calling you to do something maybe like this, I'm sure you all would love and welcome that conversation to help them kind of get this off the ground. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you've learned a couple of things along the way. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Mike can definitely speak to this uh, more. But I think just in my few years being involved in the mix, I would say just come check it out. Come experience it. Contact me, and uh, I would love to just give you uh, give you a wristband and, and come check it out with us. That sounds good. Yeah, there's and there's several, like you say, across the state now that have, you know, a couple hundred in some cases, a thousand, two thousand and others around the state. So it's kind of a growing movement. Mm-hmm. Churches working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the benefit because I'm you know, oh, yeah. we're looking at it within our church, but imagine yeah. what the world is seeing. Exactly. Exactly. All right, before I let you head out of here, uh, Mike, I know you have spent a couple of minutes in um, youth ministry. Yes, two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. No, no, seriously, how many years? 30. No, I should have asked how many decades, I'm sorry. Oh, thank you very much. 30. (laughs) All right, on a serious note, let me take a left turn here and make it more serious. keep going. I mean, listen, I had a good night's sleep last night. (laughs) I warned you before this interview started. I've caffeinated and I had a good night's sleep. 30 years. 30 years. Okay, but I'm going somewhere with this. Um, so you've seen a lot of changes. You've seen social media come into play. You've seen you know, just, uh, just a lot of advances and stuff. But what would you do, speaking to maybe the youth leaders and youth pastors or Sunday school teachers of middle school, speaking to that? Yeah. So what would I do? I think anything we can do to get the parents involved in the discipleship process of their kids, that's a huge win. Daniel said these these speakers are recorded the mix for a parent to listen to those conversations or listen to those those sermons and then have a conversation with their kid about it i mean the defenses are down the resistance is down to having that conversation because of the excitements around the mix and if mom says hey i listened to that that guy sermon and i thought it was great this is what i really liked about it what do you think i mean it's an opportunity to advance the discipleship process at home discipleship needs to happen in in the homes. And I think that's one thing that youth pastors need to um, advance in their ministries, that whatever they're doing, they need to somehow tie back to the house. Daniel said, hey, parent, come be a part of this event. Come get your feet wet here and see what it's about. I think that's a win for us. Anytime we can get the gospel to the house being taught by parents, that's that's huge. And what if there's a single mom and, and the dad is not on the, on the yeah. same board? Mm-hmm. 
Was it a single mom? Yeah. Uh, or a single dad. Yeah. I mean, what, what if, what if our parents listening and said, that's great, but my partner, my, my husband, my exactly. wife is not on board. Well, you know, I just, I don't really know how to answer that question except just to kind of dig in and pray. And, and that's where being in a local community of believers is just a huge benefit. You know, I got a good friend who was in that role and she just asked some men in her church, Hey, would you come along beside my, my son? And she has two great young men <laughs> now, but that's what she did. She just kind of humbled herself before her church and said, Hey, I need some help here. And someone needs to come along beside me and, and help me with this and been a good response, been a good outcome for her. So I think too, for, uh, for younger parents that are listening is like, Hey, this starts early yeah. uh, for me, just having a four-year-old and two-year-old at home. I've man just starts now realize that, Hey, this is where it begins. It's hard to start that conversation in middle school, to start talking about spiritual things. Those things have to start early on. But now it's not too late, oh, uh, no. but it will be harder to begin those conversations. So I think just open dialogue and having conversation in your home around the dinner table, hey, w- let's talk about God. Let's talk about what we're learning. And, uh, and I think just to be able to continue that from Sundays uh, as a part of a worship service to even an event like the mix. It's just, let's talk about these things. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting is that the answer to my question wasn't have this great um, light show with fog machines. It's, you know, or, yeah. or this razzle dazzle, whoever speaker, or yeah. it's, it's the home. It has yeah. to flow it's relationships. Yeah. Relationship. Wow. Absolutely. The, the reality is, is that most of the kids, even that come to the mix, aren't going to remember everything the speaker says. They're going to remember the relationships that they have with their leader, with their parents. Um, those are the things that are going to last. And so it's just a small part of this process of becoming more and more like Jesus. And so Exactly. Yeah. And I think parents fail when they see the big event, the camp, mix, even Sunday. When they see that as the end, that's where the process breaks down. You know, oh, I'll take my kid to Wednesday night church, so I don't need to talk to him about Jesus during the week. You know, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, almost like when good. you hand over control. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. Uh, Lifeway did, um, did a survey, and there's something like 83% of parents say that spiritual development, the responsibility for spiritual development of their children is their responsibility, 83%, which, which is huge that 83% of parents would say it's my responsibility. But you take that a step further and you ask that same group, how many of you would say that the Bible is a significant influence in that discussion? And only 20-some-odd percent said that it, was, um, that it was important. So, you know, we say it's our responsibility, but then we disconnect from the truth of the Word. So, so like with the mix, it's really the biggest thing is, is it's an opportunity, opportunity. to... Uh, and engage in relationships with other peers, and it provides an opportunity for you to invite a friend who maybe would not come with you on a Sunday morning to mm-hmm. uh, your church gathering, but they would come to an event like this to be able to experience it. So again, it's not this; it's not the pinnacle of it's hey, not the fix. Yeah, it's not that for your, your Christian experience and your relationship with Jesus. It is just a small, small part. Mm, but it is a big part. Yes. It is a, it, because God is using this. And so, um, you know, if you're listening now, um, pray for this event. Please do. I mean, pray for Absolutely. it. And, um, 
And if you're a parent right now saying, okay, I need to refocus, there's always time to refocus. Yes, There's always time to to come back and Mm -hmm. and to have those conversations that are going to be difficult to get through it, get started. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys uh, for what you all are doing. I'm excited to hear um, the the news when you come back and say this is what God did um, for the Mix 2020. Awesome. 